Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. My heart is both content and yearning as I introduce to you today's Song of the Soul guest, Jennifer Levenhagen. Her music stirs deep currents and invites soul rejuvenation. While she shared her guitar, piano, violin, and exquisite voice in many settings, including playing bluegrass music, her current calling is to the meditative, rooting, flowing end of the spectrum, as evidenced by her recent release of Piano Improvisations, Another Sea, and her growing work in what she calls listening rooms, a place for personal deepening, reflection, and settling. Jennifer is so clearly on her own heart and spirit-led path, true to her leading, and we are all so fortunate that Jennifer Lovenhagen joins us today via Skype from Michigan. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Hello, thank you for having me. Explain to me a little bit more about where you are. I know you're in Michigan somewhere, and I know this is some kind of artist residency you're doing right now. Could you flesh that out for me? Sure. I'm in West Michigan in a town called New Era, and I'm on a family farm. It's called Arrow Hill Farm, and we are on 40 acres that are mainly wooded. The family here is really supportive of the arts and our artistic people themselves, so they want to have some artists in residence here, and I am their first one. And this is my first live-in artist residency as well. So on both sides of this are testing the waters, working things out, and learning a lot. I have been so grateful for this opportunity to really explore my relationship with myself and with this place. Very much so just being outside and active in the outdoors, which really feeds me, feeds my soul, as well as feeds my art. So are what you're saying is that you really like shoveling snow? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) No, what I'm saying is I've had the personal practice of going outside every single day of this year so far, at least a bit every day, but most often going on a hike or a long snowshoe or going cross-country skiing. That in and of itself is a really wonderful centering practice for me. And a reconnection to myself and the natural world, the earth. And while I'm doing that, I also am taking photos, which for me only heightens that experience. You are both a visual artist as well as an audio artist, right? Mm -hmm. Which came first? It sounds like a chicken and the egg question. (laughs) And we also have two little baby chickens just hatched this week down the hall. I don't remember a time that I wasn't making both visual and audio art of some sort. There is a fantastic picture of me as maybe two or three-year-old 
I am singing at the top of my lungs with my mouth open, just like belting it out. And my hands are covered in paint because <laughs> I am painting and singing at the same time. That visual is a good example of how audiovisual arts have just always been in my life. So uh, the reason I have you here today for Song of the Soul is because of your music. But I get the sense that there is a part of you which is word-oriented. Haikus, in particular, are part of you. I mean, you have an incredible voice. Sing incredibly, in my take on it. Thank you. Thank you. And you play music incredibly. Very often, people are oriented to voice or to instrument but you seem to have a full measure of both. When did you start playing music? I started plunking away at the keys of the piano when I was really little. The story goes that at the age of three or four, I asked for piano lessons. I started with group lessons at the YMCA and then began private lessons at a local music store through the beginning or middle of high school. So I had lots of years of private piano lessons. I also took violin lessons through the school district, the public school system. Starting in fourth grade, we had group lessons. And after that, I played in orchestras in middle school and high school and some in college. And where did your your obviously wonderful singing ability, were you in choirs, was this individual training? Where did this come from? I have always liked to sing, and it is the type of music sharing that I've been most terrified of. So when I was a kid, I would sing around the house and pretend I was an opera singer. I'm sure I was really loud and a bothersome sister sometimes because of it. But I really loved to sing. And I was in just the regular public school music classes and then I was in the Lawrence University Girls Choir for a couple years. That's really the only singing specific activity that I was in, even when I enjoyed doing it myself and enjoyed what it sounded like. I didn't feel comfortable singing in front of people very much. Wow, that astounds me, considering how beautifully you do sing. I guess that a voice is maybe more vulnerable part of us than an instrument. Instrument, after all, is external. Yeah. If the instrument's badly tuned, that's that. But if I sing badly, that's me. I don't know if that's part of it or not, because really you're gifted, and yet somehow there's a vulnerability there. Well, we do want to get to your music very directly, but first I have to ask you about your connection to words. I'm aware that haiku writing is part of your self-expression. I had to look it up because I wasn't positive about haiku. I mean, I knew about the 575 structure in haiku, but one of the official definitions is that it's connected with evoking images of the natural world. Mm -hmm. We had a short conversation before we got on the air. It's clear to me that the natural world is deep within you and around you. That is who Jennifer Levenhagen is. Uh Is writing, is expressing yourself with words, is that also part of your path? Maybe you were an English lit major for all I know. (laughs) No, I was not an English lit major. I did study Spanish and at one point spoke it well enough to do some translations and interpretations. And I've taken German and a little bit of Somali 
So I'm very interested in language that could have something to do with it. But honestly, I think that part of my connection to haiku, I think it's less about language and more about expression. Something that really strikes me with haiku is the challenge to keep an expression within the confines of a certain amount of syllables. In some ways, having confines around my creation and my art has not felt good. It has not felt natural to me. But with haiku, it seems to bring into focus some things that I've observed. I'm a pretty observant person. It's one thing that I love about being outside. I see the birds. I hear the leaves rustling. I like observing everything that's around me. And there can be so much that I see or that I hear or that I feel. There's so much that my senses take in that describing that in words like I'm trying to do right now can sometimes seem to go on and on. I can be rather verbal, using lots of words to express a small thing or a big thing. So using the 17 syllables of a haiku to look at what is the heart of the matter or what is the true essence of what I am thinking or feeling or seeing right now, um, that's something that really draws me. Well, I think maybe it's time to start moving towards your music. You told me ahead of time that you wanted to start by sharing a bit of haiku. Is this a good time to do that? Sure. I'd like to share a couple right now. This is definitely timely for the springtime that is upon us. Okay, here we go. Eleven limbs out, and I've got the earth magic of spring in my veins. And here's another one. Dreams of dreams of dreams, traveling alive down my spine, massaging my feet. So there are a couple haiku for you. Where do these get shared with the world besides on Song of the Soul here today? Do you have them published in another form? Is If they go to jenniferlevenhagen.com or via your Instagram site, Will they find them? Where are these hidden? Well, uh, the ones I just read to you are, I suppose, hidden in my notebook. <laughs> <laughs> but I do post haikus on my Instagram page ever so often. And I use the hashtag Haiku Levenhagen. So that's a hashtag to follow if you specifically would like to see some of my haiku on Instagram. I also have a section of my website that is entirely haiku. Only a certain amount of them fit on there. So as I update it, the older ones come off the page and the newer ones show up. I am interested in publishing these in some format, and I am exploring how I could do that, where I could do that, and all that entails. I tend to be quite good with the brainstorming, the ideas, the creating and getting my creative work out there to the people who are listening, to the people who could be listening, that's a puzzle to me at times. So suggestions or requests are definitely welcome. If somebody has a request for a certain format, I encourage you to please email me. And you can find that email on jenniferlevenhagen.com, links on nordenspiritradio.org. Since you're talking about haikus just now, I know that some of them have been put into music. I don't suppose you'd be willing to share some music right now. That would be great. Let's start with May My Being Be. That is one that is close to my heart. I think that this says something very deep 
about you, Jennifer Levenhagen. What do you think it conveys? The words are, may my being be the memory of me and not just my yearning. To me, that's about me and about each of us having a yearning to be alive, to be something, to be someone, and to feel that aliveness, and maybe having dreams and desires, and wanting to live through those, and move through those, and live those out, and have the act of doing them, and the act of being my person, being myself, have that be what I give to the world, have that be the memory I leave behind when I leave the world, rather than wishes and dreams and potential that I never walked into. Maybe you'll perceive that, listeners, as we listen to Jennifer Lovenhagen share her haiku-turned-song, May My Being Be. May my being be the memory If you go to jenniferlevenhagen.com, you'll find some of her music, including her latest release. It's an album called Another Sea. But for most of her music, you'll find it via her SoundCloud or Bandcamp sites. And that song, May My Being Be, you can find out there as well. The link's on nordenspiritradio.org. And again, my guest is Jennifer Levenhagen. She right now is residing for a couple months in western side of Michigan State, although she has as home place in Appleton, Wisconsin. And that song, May My Being Be, again, haiku turns song, is just one example of her haiku. You'll find more links to those haiku on her website. So let's keep going right away with your music. We've been talking about a lot of things, and I want to get down to having people hear more of both your instrumental and vocal prowess. Thank you, Mark. So what would you share next? I would love to share the song that I call Inshallah. It means God willing in Arabic. It's a song for peace. The words are in Arabic, Spanish, and Latin. And they are phrases that I've picked up over time from different people I've known. And I wrote the song as sort of a a lament of the battles fought between people in this world, uh, the misunderstanding and the hate. And as well, I wrote it as a hopeful cry for people to hear each other and love each other and be open to each other. I've sung that song in many contexts. Sometimes when the audience is primed for the message because of whatever situation or environment we're in. And sometimes I've even sung it in a bar that's loud. (laughs) It's been really interesting making that choice to do that, but it's been really powerful too, to even in a loud bar, see one person 
that has really locked in to the sound. So I really appreciate the power of this song just for me. And I know that it's really struck other people. And that is a pretty incredible thing as an artist, as a musician, as a creative person to see and hear and know that something that I've made really strikes someone. I think people are eager to hear it. It it is quite a vocal delight. The guitar, violin, and the vocals by you. The song is Inshallah by Jennifer Levenhagen. Salam alaikum, alaikum. 
that wonderful composition called Inshallah is by Jennifer Levenhagen. Her website is jenniferlevenhagen.com. On her website, you'll find some of her music, and you'll find links particular to her SoundCloud account, where you'll find a lot more of individual music that she's had. And I do want to talk about that in a moment, after I just affirm that Inshallah is the beautiful composition, the moving composition that it is. One of the things I'll note about language there, the phrases from Inshallah, the phrases are really common ones, including shukran, which whenever I'm dealing with someone who I know understands Arabic, I like to say shukran to them so that they can hear thank you from someone who's not part of their language. And just recently I was in North Carolina doing a Quaker folk dance group. We call ourselves the Friendly Folk Dancers. We're performing there in Greensboro, North Carolina. We did this medley that we call Shalom Salam Peace. Mm -hmm. In the audience, I didn't know this beforehand, but there were some kids who just three years ago were brought from Syria to the United States. And when I was doing the intro right after that performance, the young girl says, she's amazed. She says, how did you know those words? Oh, she was just so stunned because I think she came to the U.S. and never again heard Arabic. So I just think of, in your song, Inshallah, the reaching out, the nurture of hearts, the inclusion of people into our common heart that you're doing through that. So I thank you for that. Well, thank you for saying so. That experience you shared is is one that I've had similar experiences many times in my life, too, where I think... I think knowing the word thank you or the word for hello or other phrases that are basic phrases in other languages, I think is a really important thing. And especially the hello and the thank you. I've gotten tears and hugs from people that I've met that have been just flabbergasted that a white woman in the Midwest, that's myself, I'm a white woman in the Midwest, that I would know how to speak to them in their own language. And I lay no claim of being fluent in many languages, but that is something that I've found to be a really beautiful connection with people. I also want to lift up the responsibility of myself as a white person whose first language is English to embrace pushing myself and expanding my own worldview as well as not pushing myself into somebody else's culture. So with this song, Inshallah, it really is important to me that the words that I put into it are not words that I looked up to figure out how to put words into a song, but they are phrases that I've spoken with people before. I want to make sure our listeners know that they are tuned in to Song of the Soul. This is Northern Spirit Radio production. NorthernSpiritRadio.org is our website. On that site, you'll find all of our programs since 2005 and also the links to our guests. I want to mention that the link to Jennifer Levenhagen, in case you have any difficulty spelling that, is on NorthernSpiritRadio.org. It is JenniferLevenhagen.com, and you'll find there a link also to her SoundCloud site, which has a lot more of her music available. But all of our guests of the past almost 14 years are there, and more information, the stations on which this program is carried across the United States. And I say hi to all of you folks, wherever you're listening, coast to coast and around the world. 
There's also on the site a place to post comments. I really prefer two-way communication, not just me talking. When I'm with a guest, I want to listen to their soul, and I'd like to hear yours as well. So please do send us comments. There's also a donate button. This is full-time work I'm doing. We depend upon your contributions to make it happen, not government and not corporations. It's you, the listener, that this program is done for. I also want to make sure that first, even before you support Northern Spirit Radio, that you support the local community radio radio station carrying this program. Please remember, with your hands and with your wallet, reach out and support them. We're with Jennifer Lovenhagen today, and I want to mention also that Micah Summersmith is the person who introduced me to Jennifer. I've known Micah for a few years now and had him on Song of the Soul twice, and I encourage you to look up Micah Summersmith on our site. What's your connection with Micah? I met Micah at a Quaker meeting in Nina, Wisconsin. We met at this friend's meeting. We had a potluck lunch, and we soon discovered we were both musicians. And I remember this, I think it was this summer, we'd already met each other on various occasions, but we played some music together, and it was so wonderful. Micah played the piano and was improvising, and I picked up a violin that was hanging on the wall, and I started improvising on top of his piano playing, there was just really special music happening. One of those moments of music transcending the physical plane for me. It's such an amazing thing to be able to communicate with another musician like that, but also to let music flow out of me like that. So that's not when Micah and I met, but that was a really special music moment for us. And has known Micah Summersmith motivated you to want to also learn the accordion since that's the instrument he plays very commonly? <laughs> well, actually, I haven't heard Micah play the accordion in person. I've only heard him through postings online. It's been really fun to see. But I actually do play the accordion to some extent uh-huh. already. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not an expert at it, but. It's one of those lovely musical journeys that I just saw somebody playing the accordion outside and thought, oh, that would be so fun. And I had that thought multiple times, and then I started saying it out loud often enough that then one of the times that I said it, a friend said, well, we have an accordion in our basement. Nobody's playing it. You should play it. So I have this accordion named Myrtle. (laughs) Myrtle and I play music together sometimes. Not as often as I do other creative things, but it's been really fun trying that out. I learned the basics by checking a book out of the library, practicing in front of a big mirror, because I couldn't really see what my fingers were doing. And there are a lot of buttons. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, a lot. (laughs) Yes. So, no, I haven't heard Micah play the accordion live yet, but that would be really fun. So maybe, maybe I'll get that opportunity in the near future. And Micah, he plays his music in a number of different venues. He is actually a a music director for, I think it's a Methodist church. But he also plays, and I found this pretty interesting, he plays at a, a flea market kind of locally. He goes there and plays. And I'm just curious about most of the venues where you play, Jennifer. Well, currently, the type of venue that I'm really seeking out is living rooms. (laughs) People's homes, people's spaces that are quiet and comfortable, even 
a yoga studio or a spiritual community. Um, those are the types of settings that I'm really seeking for what I call the listening room. It's a project where I play my improvisational piano and I give that as a gift to the people in the room, not as a concert or a presentation or a gig, but as really a shared space, an environment for relaxing, rejuvenating, refreshing, reconnecting, and really an invitation to mindfulness and presence for everyone in the room. So I'm seeking venues that are really conducive to that. That means that I prefer to have it be a space that can be a little bit more controlled in terms of people coming in and out in such a way that the people that are there can be comfortable and quiet and undisturbed. I've done this in libraries, living rooms, spiritual communities, and retreat centers. And bars. You mentioned bars <laughs> earlier. I'm just trying to figure out how you can do it there. If you can do inshallah in a bar, you are a person of high spiritual development, I think. <laughs> I do play different types of music. So the living room and spiritual community, I would say, is what I'm looking for for the listening room project. But for my guitar and singing and some violin that I've played with other people, that's been a lot more varied. I used to play violin with some bands in Minneapolis and played at venues even like the Dakota Jazz Club or the Cedar Cultural Center or tiny little cafes. In Wisconsin, I've played my guitar and violin and my vocals in bars or coffee shops or restaurants. It's been a wide range. The first place I played the piano in front of people was a retreat center in northern Minnesota where I lived and worked for a while and then brought the piano improvisations to Ginkgo Coffee Shop in St. Paul, Minnesota for an open mic. From there, you know, I brought my violin to back up my friend, and things just sort of rolled on from there. Most recently, I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan, playing piano at the Sovngarde and Stovetop at Sacred Springs Kombucha Tap Room. So those were three places I played piano, not in a listening room context, and that was a first for me. To bring that piano improvisation and that sacred playing for me into a setting that was very public and not quiet. Speaking of that music, why don't we continue on in Jennifer Lovenhagen's Song of the Soul? What would you care to share next? Let's hear Most Beautiful Sky. I remember that I wrote this as a haiku and had no plans to transform it, but it sort of did. It had a life of its own where I was reciting it to myself as I was walking outside toward my home gazing at the slowly setting sun and the beautiful sky that was above me. And I just started singing it and it became a song. I eventually shared that song on a sleepy Instagram video. Another Wisconsin artist saw it and asked to arrange it for choir. So now this haiku became a song and then became arranged for choir. And now I have seen this song pop up on social media with people singing it in New Mexico and California and Southwest Wisconsin, which is a really neat thing that this, this little haiku has grown from there. And the song by Jennifer Lovenhagen is Most Beautiful Sky. Most beautiful sky I see 
you change each day and each day remain most beautiful sky i see how you change each day and each day remain most beautiful sky i see how you change each day and each day remain most beautiful sky is by jennifer lovenhagen her website jenniferlovenhagen.com but you can also hear it arranged for chorus for choirs various places around there if you just search it out Wholehearted Chorus is one of them that does it. And Jennifer, we're going to keep moving this along. I've I've talked to you about so many riches, and we have bonus excerpts on the website from this interview that people can listen to more of the detail. I just loved having my time with you, but I also think that some people are saying that they want more of your music. So where (laughs) shall we go next? Let's go into Plant Me in the Earth. This is a special song to me that I remember exactly where I was when I wrote the song. If you haven't noticed already, I have a lot of introspection in my music. (laughs) Did I notice? Maybe, yes. (laughs) So I'm a pretty introspective person, and I think a lot, and I can think deeply in ways that can be really helpful and amazing, and I can also overanalyze. And (laughs) I can embrace myself, and I can be hard on myself. That's a lot what Plant Me in the Earth is about. My response to seeing the sadness in somebody else about something that I've done or said. And it's also about really needing self-forgiveness, even as I take responsibility. In the lyrics, I say, when I see the pain in others' eyes caused by me, it makes me cry. And then, when I take myself too seriously, I am hard like the stormy sea. And that's that give and take of feeling sad, feeling regretful, really feeling badly about hurting someone. Also knowing that if I am too hard on myself, if I embrace something like shame, which isn't a very helpful emotion, that I can become too strict and too constricted and then I'm hard like the stormy sea. I it doesn't help me either. So there's a need for recognition and responsibility and also forgiveness. And all of that is part of Jennifer Lovenhagen's song, Plant Me in the Earth. When I see the pain in others' eyes Caused by me, it makes me cry When I take myself too seriously I am hard like the stormy sea So glory in the Like the seeds of dandelions Plant me in the earth Where I'll be found many years from now When I listen with two eyes that see I feel the ways that others live When I sing of honest joys and tears 
I give to you all I have to give. So blow me in the wind like the sea. Jennifer Lovenhagen, my guest today for Song of the Soul. You'll find a link via nordenspiritradio.org where all of our programs are posted. I was wondering, when I actually first saw the name, Plant Me in the Earth, I thought of Melvina Reynolds' song, Bury Me in My Overalls. And <laughs> I, I, I was actually wondering, obviously this is something of a metaphorical connection, like dandelion seeds being blown around. But I see you as so closely tied to the earth, so spiritually wrapped up with the earth. You probably have thoughts about how you actually, when your time for living is done, what you want done with your body. What are your thoughts? Well, I don't have a specific plan at the moment, but you're right that I feel very connected with the earth and to water very much so. I don't have a specific answer for you right now, but I do lean toward more natural, more raw experience and away from gilded coffins and funeral parlors. Well, you've got a lot of more beautiful music to be making ahead of you. And let's hear a few examples of what you've already created for Song of the Soul. What can we share next? I'd like to share some piano music at this time. We haven't heard any yet. And It's really special to me and really pertains to a lot of what we've been speaking of and is a really good example of the improvising that I do. This song that we'll hear is completely improvised, recorded in a studio from start to finish, all the same take, and a really good example of what I might do during a listening room. And it's simply called One? Yes. It's from my new CD called Another Sea. Let's listen to one and we'll talk a little bit more about it afterwards. One by Jennifer Lovenhagen.
That beautiful piano improvisation by Jennifer Levenhagen is simply referred to as one. You'll find it on her CD, Another C. Her website, jenniferlevenhagen.com. Any question about spelling, come by nordenspiritradio.org. I was a bit flummoxed about how to refer to it since you just call it one. It's just track one. I know that famous composers... Sometimes what they compose gets a name like Moonlight Sonata, but oftentimes, you know, it's like Symphony Number no. 9 in C Major and Piano Concerto Number no. 5 in D Major. Is this named one simply because, because words, why is it called one as opposed <laughs> to deep reflection on a, a pool of water or, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's called One because it's the first track on the album. And it's not called something else because I wanted to translate my live improvisations onto a CD, onto a format that people could listen to at their own homes whenever they wanted to. Part of that translation, from me playing live to people hearing it wherever they want to, is not speaking of the actual song itself not putting a visual image to the song or a description of what I was thinking of or seeing while I was playing. Something that I think is really incredible and powerful about all types of art, all types of expression, is that once it's expressed by the person that's making it or creating it or saying it or doing it or playing it, it has a whole life of its own. So no matter what I'm thinking or feeling or seeing while I'm creating this piece, it's going to mean something to somebody else in a way that I may or may not know or understand. And I like to leave that door open for the person who's listening to just take in the sounds, take in the music without an idea of, like like you said, Mark, without thinking of it as a certain sort of reflection of mine and boxing themselves into that world. I'd like them to be able to open up their own worlds with it. Well, and certainly music that does that. We have to hurry on to one last song. How can we conclude your song of the soul, Jennifer? This last song is called Moonlight. I think it's a great one to end on. It's one of my favorite songs I've written. It's really fun to play, and I really love singing it with my voice. It feels really good to sing it. This song is really in honor of the earth and the moonlight and the oceans, the seas, and sort of a call for all of us to lift our voices and sing. Sing up to the sky, sing up to the moon, feel the earth trembling beneath us with our dreams. We are all here on this same sphere and under the same moon. It's a beautiful way to conclude Song of the Soul. Jennifer, it's been a delight to get to know you, and I want to have more time with you. Even though right now you're over in Michigan, you will be coming back to Wisconsin at some point, or maybe other places in the world. Do you have any idea what your future holds? My future is rather unwritten at the moment. I am a bit transitory and will find myself in Wisconsin and in Chicago, Illinois, and in Minnesota in the coming months. I will be adding any events that I will be holding. I'll be adding those to my calendar on my website. I have various ideas in the works for getting music, haiku, other things out there to people. 
including doing some searching for funds, some fundraising. All of that I'll update on my website, both the me getting things out into the world and also the me really doing a call out for support and help along the way. And remember, folks, that Jennifer Lovenhagen not only does music, but she does visual arts, and there's wonderful examples of it via her website. Remember to check that part out of her gifts to the world, and just listen via jenniferlovenhagen.com website, follow to Instagram or to SoundCloud to hear more music, see more examples of what she's doing. It's a rich tapestry you're weaving with your life, with your voice, with your fingers. And I'm so glad you chose to share it here today with us for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. So we go out with Jennifer Lovenhagen's song, Moonlight. My appreciation to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program. And we'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. Here is Moonlight.
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helps Meet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.